0: what's going on, friends? I hope you are well. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. If you're new here, welcome to the show. My name is Jared Hamilton, and I'm so grateful that you decided to spend some time with me today. And boy, do I have a podcast episode for you. This has been easily one of my favorite uh, conversations I've had to date. Um, but before we get into all the goodies of that and, and going into all of that, i um, I did want to give a huge thank you to the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one is Flex Pro Meals. You guys know, I talk about it all the time, that um, I, my life would suck without Flex Pro. No, in all seriousness, when it comes to things like your nutrition and getting in meals that are in line with your goals and that taste really good and all of that stuff, it's so important for it to be convenient. And don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think every meal you eat should be a Flex Pro meal by any means, but um, but. In all reality, when it comes to like the day, this day in the life kind of stuff with all of us who are busy, who have things going on, who have unpredictable schedules and all of that is sometimes it's just not the most conducive or practical to think you're going to be able to home cook, make every single meal. But if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you have goals that we need to have our nutrition in check to reach. So FlexPro pro just helped kind of stream like that a little streamline that a little bit. Um, so not only is having FlexPro in your fridge on deck, going to save you money from going through drive-thrus, it's going to make you healthier and reach your goals faster because they're all prioritizing protein. They're all whole foods. They're, um, they're made by chef. They taste really good. Um, and it's like, they always say they're, they're the Amazon prime of, uh, of meal delivery services. So I know my day in the life is so much easier with them between all like calls and meetings and things going on and travel to just just have them always on deck in my fridge just saves me money and time from going through a drive through all the time but then it also helps keep me in line with my goals so if that's your cup of tea definitely check them out in the description um, or just go to flexpromeals.com check out their menu i think you will be blown away with what they have on there um, and then if you are into saving money you should totally use my code hamilton trained and it'll save you an additional 20 percent at checkout so um, definitely want to check them out sponsor number two is my friends at first form you all know that that's supplements are not the end-all be-all. Supplements are only meant for filling gaps that you're not hitting with your actual real food nutrition. But if we're being honest, in this day and age, it can be really, really hard to hit every every nail on the head with normal food with your nutrition. So if you are, that's great. If you're struggling, what I mean by that is like, if you're struggling to get your protein intake in, if you don't eat enough fish to get your omegas, if you aren't having enough, you know, what, five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables every day, um, if you're a picky eater and don't get enough of color in your diet, those kind of things, supplements can be a really good fit in in, in, as long as it's appropriate for what your goals are. So the thing that I love about first form is they will be the first ones to tell you that I just did a big training in my fat loss simplified community. You should totally join that if you're not already. Um, with first form in there. And they literally said the exact same thing. They said, this is not um, a replacement for real food. It's just for filling in gaps. So that's how it is. Now, if you would like to see that training, or if you would like to see, like, if you're not quite sure where to start with supplements, I actually have a whole video on it. I'll leave those in the description as well for you. Um, but otherwise first form is just uh, one of those things where I'm, I love being able to send my friends and my family and our clients there knowing that they're ta- getting taken care of and they're getting the right stuff and that their dollars are going to actual quality. That's, that's what they, need. And it's not just some random one on Amazon that we really don't know much about it and all that kind of stuff. So huge. Thank you to first form. Appreciate the fuck out of them. Thank you guys. Um, and if you guys do, are are still into saving money with that? Go check out the link in the description, and there is a free priority shipping link down there. But otherwise, that's it for the sponsor section of the show. Let's get into the nuts and bolts because today I have I interviewed someone who have, I have been wanting to interview for a very very long time. So my guest today is a gentleman named Kyle Cease. So um, Kyle is is kind of a big deal like in, in in this world. If you guys can definitely tell in the first part of the interview. Um, I was actually a little bit nervous talking to him. Kyle, he didn't know it. I I made sure to tell him, but Kyle was really pivotal in my life about three, four years ago. Um, that's when I discovered his content. Kyle, Kyle is also a New York times bestselling author. He's written two books. He's written this book right here called, I hope I screw this up. Fantastic book, fantastic book. And then my favorite books, uh, uh, one of my favorites and his second book is called the illusion of money. Um, Absolutely fantastic book. I think I've read this book about four times. Like if you can see, I don't know if you can see on the camera the amount of dog ears on the the corners. But... At first glance, you may think this is about, about just money, but it's about – that That word money could be replaced with the illusion of weight loss, the illusion of certainty, the illusion of whatever. Um, it's basically a book on your relationship with yourself, and it has been a game changer for me. Kyle's material, when I discovered it several years ago, um, it was transformative to me. It, I'm telling you, I was in an interesting spot in my life, and it, it totally changed the way that I view the world myself. It, it basically – to be honest with you, like if you guys are listening to this episode, because we talk about like the inner game as it applies to weight lo- weight loss and how to do the inner work, because we like it's like James Allen says, you cannot go within and live without, and how to do this the right way, how to diet from the inside out. Kyle's material is basically what got me to discover. That's what I wanted to do And then gave me the courage to step out and do that when I didn't know any other coach was doing it So kyle was very pivotal in my own development as a human but also with this content right now the coaching business this podcast the whole nine yards Because to give you a little bit of an idea on kyle uh, a little bit more about him Because in the interview, we just get right into it. So, um Kyle is not only a New York Times best-selling author. He has his two books that that, that those came from. Um Kyle has starred in several movies, so there's a lot of, a lot of like uh, some other movies Kyle's been in, so you might recognize him from there. Um he had his own special on Comedy Central back in the day. He reached the height of his stand-up comedy career. Um like reached like the, the pinnacle of that. Um but the, the reason Kyle's story resonated with me is because he reached the pinnacle of what he wanted to do. If you go like listen to some older interviews of his or where he tells a lot about his story, if you're interested in that, basically what happened was he got to the top of the stand-up comedy world, um, reached the pinnacle of that. It was his dream career, his dream of everything he wanted. But then over time, it started to feel heavy to him. It started to feel like th- almost that his dream had run its course. But then he got into this world of transformation, the inner game, and all the stuff that he does now. And he basically brought the two worlds Together. He's like, man, I just wish I could stack together stand up comedy and entertainment with this stuff over here, like tra- internal transformation, um, holding space for your negative emotions, and all this. And that's what he did. And that's what gave me almost the permission that I didn't realize I needed when I transitioned to the program, the way that we do it right now in the podcast, the way we do it and all of that, where when I, when I first brought those worlds for me and where I, where I was getting feeling heavy with the normal weight loss content and coaching. And then I had my own self-discovery with a lot of my own internal transformation. And I wanted to bring in therapy, inner work, inner game, psychology, all of that. But I didn't see anyone doing that in the container of weight loss. But like we've talked about, you have to diet from the inside out. Otherwise you'll never get to where you want to be. Um, so in the same way Kyle like brought those two worlds together, it, it sparked the idea of like, Oh shit, what if I bring these two worlds together and it's been over ever since. So Kyle has been very pivotal in my life. Um, because now fast forward, Kyle is now doing all sorts of crazy stuff. He has his own membership site where he's doing transformational work with people that he talks about that later in the episode. But, um, Kyle's done events with guys like Jim Carrey, like Eckhart Tolle, like Deepak Chopra, um, all of those guys that he's now like working with and doing, like, like doing events with him and things like that in the world of transformation. Um, he's, he's an amazing human. You'll, you'll get that from the conversation. Um, And it was one of those things where like I, you guys see I got a little bit emotional in the interview because of how much Kyle has changed my life. Like I'm almost getting emotional just talking about it right now. Um, because it was cool like i like part of my inner fanboy was like oh my gosh i'm talking to like one of my heroes but at the same time it, it it's i i i had questions i wanted to ask him for me personally we did that a little bit towards the end but i wanted him to come on here and talk to you guys about how to address your inner darkness and why it's so important and how to release some of these outcomes and how to go about the inner game on such a high level because he is a absolute expert and master in this so I'm going to shut up now. Uh, I'm telling you guys, this is a very special interview to me. Like, um, it's a very special one. It was one of my favorite conversations I've ever had in, in, in general, like I've ever had in my life, but by far one of the best podcast interviews I have ever experienced myself. Um, and it meant a lot to me. It, it, like the fact that they, they took this interview was very humbling to me and I really, really appreciated it. Um, and everything. So I will shut up now. Uh, and now we're going to move on to the interview.
1: Beautiful. Well, let's do it, brother. I'm honored to be with you today.
0: I appreciate that, man. Well, and that's the thing, man, is uh, without us actually officially meeting, you have personally done more stuff for my life than I could actually really explain. Um, wow. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I first heard you, because I actually didn't really know who you were originally until I heard you on Ed Let's show. Um on, on that podcast. And that's why I've been what, like three, maybe three years ago or so, or something like that. Right. Yeah.
1: about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, man, is when it comes to all of, all of this stuff, like the inner game and transformation is like, I basically how to put like the, the transition you made from going from comedy to like transformation. And when, like, when you, in your first book, when you were talking about it, like, um, where you're like, ah, there's I, this is what I want. This feels heavy. This is what I want to do. No one's done this. It basically gave me almost permission to do the same thing in my world, right? Hell That's yeah. why, I like, like my podcast is uh, is called Dieting from the Inside Out because I my company started as like just a like a fitness coaching business, right? Like nutrition coaching and weight loss and stuff. But then because of your material, I dove deep into my own inner game, like my inner darkness and. Um, my all that stuff to, to unpack uh, and whatnot. And because I didn't realize I had all this stuff to unpack. And then after I went through that, it hit me. I'm like, well, in the same way, comedy was starting to feel heavy for you. Normal coaching started to feel heavy for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is different. Cause I'm not used to feeling these things now. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is feeling heavy, but what feels light. And it was a lot of the transformation stuff, like f- fixing relationships with ourselves and healing traumas and all that. And then I felt this like calling, like, what if I brought these two worlds together? And that's where, but I'm like, but but then the first thing was, ah, no one's ever done that. But then it hit me. I'm like, wait, no one's ever done that. And that's where, what, how, how, how that ended up playing out, which now it's kind of like, think of like fitness and coaching on that standpoint, but also merged with like this, what I, what I've labeled dieting from the inside out, where we're fixing the inner game as it applies. Um, And it's been the most insane ride in it to be honest all started was when i started absorbing your content ironically
1: wow i'm so, i'm so honored man like i first of all good job way to follow that i mean it's really interesting because it's so insulting to the incredible expansive beings that we are to think that we're just one career or that we're just on this planet to run one thing and just that's my purpose that i'm this thing i'm a stand-up comic or whatever i mean obviously if someone is doing that their whole life that's great if that calls to them but y- you are an incredible expansive being and you can live a lot of lives in one life and you know you don't have to wait till you're dead to to start the next dream career like you can have a it was a huge moment to me to realize even my childhood dream career can run its course that that at one point your biggest dream and what you believe you're on the planet to do if you if you fulfill that or if you don't <laughs> you, you can realize that like that that was a thing that I do but that doesn't have to be me right like that that's here but it's it's clothes I wear one at one point in my life and I want to wear something else I want to experience something else and When you understand and get that you are a constant evolving being, not you are whatever action uh, and whatever job you have or whatever story you have or even a relationship or whatever else, your infinite possibility, you can start to let go of a lot of things really quickly and make room for really miraculous things to replace them.
0: I love that so much. Well, and like something that we talk about a lot that like whenever like I'm doing trainings or whatever um, is so many people go around with the same where uh, we, we don't wear the same clothes we used to wear from when we were little. But so many people struggling are walking around with the same stories or the same identity from when we were little. How do from your perspective, like how do we go about starting to break that? Right. Where it's like if, if someone's tied on to the story and this identity of well who I was, was whether it be the, the comedy or who I was is, oh, I've always been overweight or I've always been broke or whatever that is. How do we go about like releasing that?
1: Well, one thing to get in this time, I put out a video yesterday about this, is that you are breaking out of it. In other words, it's kind of impossible to not now. I believe that we've kind of added a new dimension on this planet that like you're not just this kind of linear timeline. I don't know if people know what I mean by timeline, but that, you know, most of us f- have trained ourselves in the past that we're just this kind of one time, meaning like, whatever the future is that I can see from here is what I have to fulfill. And I I see that as like being one floor of a building, right? And that maybe in the 90s and 80s, we really just did the best we could on one floor of a building. But I kind of believe that in uh, starting around 2012 and beyond, it was almost like we're also an elevator that's passing floors. And you don't have to be that one thing you can see that you can be from one timeline, because the elevator at one point is going to just pass it. So now we're moving into being elevators that don't necessarily have to grab on one thing. And that's being forced on us, you might notice that having a declaration with yourself of something you're going to do as the answer to your life is not sustainable anymore. Like a lot of people are starting businesses and think that's the answer. And maybe two days later, like now it's not that <laughs> like you can't kind of get a tangible grasp on the thing on the external anymore. That's why there's a lot more breakups happening right now. Like relationships are much less sustainable than they used to be. I kind of believe that if you look at like our great grandparents, There's a lot of people that lasted 50, 60, 70 years. And you start to notice they also aren't people that talk from their emotions as much. Like if you ask your great grandpa about the war or whatever, they don't want to talk about it. So like they stayed a linear timeline to stay together or to keep a story going or to to have one job for 50 years. But now the world has opened us up to be forced to look inside. And what I think 2020 and 2021 are, are actually the biggest pattern break, and the end of all of your distractive things that stopped you from having to look within. Like up until 2019, people could have a decent enough job or a mediocre enough relationship and not have to go within. And the universe was like, okay, let's, let's totally screw that up for everybody. Like, let's take away their comfort. Their comfort in restaurants, their comfort in traveling, their comfort in knowing, even just being able to look into the future and know what's happening. The universe took that from us. And what did it do? It started us going inward. It started us looking at authority like government and media and going, oh, my God, you aren't the truth anymore. Like, you know, things like the Oscars had the lowest ratings until Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Like (laughs) everything, everything outside that we used to worship, you know, that was an external thing is falling apart. And what's happening? We're 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 in more of an I don't know, which actually is the opening to freedom. We're in more of a place of being okay with being lost, being okay with with not knowing and getting really present for what's here. Excuse me, I'm a little congested today, but You're
0: good. You're good. You're good.
1: Awesome. And so like <clears throat> we're losing our knowing what we're supposed to do, which is great because we're not here to see us as doers, like that that energy in us that goes, "What do I do? That's dying. It's just I don't know, and you're opening into a surrender that time will still happen, things will still happen, you know things will still be done through you, but we're losing the I know what to do for life's gonna do things through me, and what's the universe want me to do? what's God want me to do? What's the now want for me and we're losing our kind of control freaks and we're in a surrender that's just so overwhelming for our small self, but magic to our true self. So, yeah, that's being forced on us. It's not even necessarily that there's a lot we have to do. It's just kind of start to understand that with this awareness and surrender and just wait. It's becoming miraculous in a way if you just allow. It's a lot more allowing versus effort and making happen and force, you know?
0: Sure is that is, is that why right now it seems like everyone's just trying to like hold on to everything and just gotta keep it together while all this expansive stuff is starting to happen.
1: And everything they're holding on to is fake. meaning like, okay, so like you're you're sad because you've lost connection to someone, whether it's a family member or you've broken up with someone or whatever, and you feel all this darkness and sadness and you're thinking that that's love, that's attachment, that's not love right so attachment is i'm really hurting because this person's not here that's about you and your ego and you having to face your own darkness and feeling the illusions of things like i'm not needed i'm not loved whatever and you associated it to that person or that family member that you no longer talk to or whatever else and and so these things that really hurt are because we don't have an awareness of what's falling apart is actually not truly you that's 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 egoic connections based on your childhood. So when you were a kid, you you were literally trained by parental egos, right? Like your parents had egos. They had their own darkness they weren't looking at. So as a child, you literally have to maneuver around whatever they are to be seen, right? To survive, to eat, to get seen, to be loved, to feel touch whatever with a family member if they're in their own alcoholism or their own anger or their own darkness or whatever, you start to create your own ego to maneuver around what they do and and that, and that to know how to be seen as a matter of survival. And then you make the false assumption that that character you just created so that you could eat or be housed or held or loved is you, but it's a character you created in order to protect yourself. That's what's falling apart in this time. You're The highest understanding of what you are, which isn't actually what you are, is collapsing, right? So, your I do this to be seen by my dad that's never there... Right, is dying. The and and it feels painful because your awareness might not be at a point where that's actually not you. It'd be like if you grew up on a movie set and thought every house that you're seeing was a real house. So and then it's falling over and you realize it's just cardboard or a giant wooden frame that's actually sure. not a really <laughs> house. And you're like, Holy shit, I've been living at Universal Studios thinking that's the world. Right. And then as these things collapse, you start to see there's way more world. And so, as you allow the darkness to come up that shows up from losing attachment, not love, on the other side of all of that is love. It's so ironic because we use attachment and call it love, and our pain is just that we don't understand its attachment. If we understood it was attachment, you'd be free. So, we're moving towards actual love, which I believe is the all that is and is now right? The now is actually love. It's not the shit that you learn from movies and and, and <laughs> love songs that say things like, I can't be without you. And I don't know who I right. am without you. I mean, that's, that's
0: codependency, just right?
1: <laughs> codependency. Every love song is pretty much codependency. You know, like I was listening to a Chicago song not too long ago that said, just say you'll love me for the rest of your life. And they said, but I can't go on if I'm on. Now picture being that woman, like <laughs> I have to say, I will love you for the rest of your life. Or you can't go on if you're on your own. That is the least attractive man for that woman. <laughs> like you'll, you what, you'll die without me. Like right. that's not love. That's total control. That's narcissism. Right. So that is collapsing right now in humanity.
0: Uh, no, that's that's I love the, the the analogy of the living at Universal Studios. That's 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 such an accurate representation of that. Because like we'll see this, we'll see this like with like let's say with our clients like in the community that like that I serve, where um, it's all coming from the place of the, their achievement is well, I just want to lose weight now. I just want to get to this you know whatever now. It's where I think my happiness will be, which that's its own can of worms. But it all started from. When like the the identities and all that from when they were they were little, what mom taught them? Mom take them to Weight Watchers meetings at nine, or oh you're just a little chunky, when aren't you? When they're like ten, and then we hold on to that. We have we'll have our clients uh, start to do inner child work around weight loss and around that that stuff right there. So like for someone listening to this that may be sitting in that spot, well, that that's in that place of like, okay, all these issues came. I get it. They started from when I was a little girl or a little boy, and. But they're they're blocking where I'm at now. Like, where does someone even start at unpacking that, like on their own with this? They're starting to see like the Universal Studios vibe of everything. And they're like, okay, how how do what do I do with this now? You see what I mean?
1: Well, I, I mean, one huge thing that I did in 2015 that was the start of massively, I don't know, conditioning in the breakthroughs that I had, meaning like when you have a major breakthrough, it's almost like most people, it's like they get a glimpse that they're just Universal Studios, and that this is, <laughs> and, but then they go back, then they try to get back into Universal Studio, like put the illusion back up, right? And and your growth is when you have a major whatever, whether it's meditating, whether it just happens by grace or and a moment on ayahuasca where you kind of see reality that you're just in love. And then you, instead of having that moment and then going back to the small world and the illusion going, what do I have to become to live where? that that was reality, right? That all that isness that you're just loved and held as is that it's not based on what you do, that it's not based on who you're with or what you accomplish that, that that, that's the actual truth. So in 2015, I started listening to silence for two hours a day. I did a thing where I went a hundred days where I listened for two hours a day and I made a video every day. They're all over YouTube, right? And It it was profound to just listen to silence and not like when you felt an egoic need to check social media or whatever to not and watch as a pattern that wants to know that it's love tries to grab it, but it can't. Well, in that process also, it starts to show you things that you thought were you, but you realize that, oh, that was conditioned in when my dad yelled at me or that was, you know, like I have like, it's interesting you're talking about this because I have sometimes stuff with food, too, which is when I was a kid, I felt much more bonding with my family at a restaurant, Mm. you know, like the way that most of us space out with a cell phone. Now, the 80s version of that was my dad had an office in the house. So in the house, he was much more in his head because he was more connected to work there than me. When we went to a restaurant and the office was away from him, I felt I had more presence from him and mom and everything else. So I associate a lot that I'm loved at a restaurant. And when a group of people come over, I'm like, let's get to that restaurant, you know, let's let's and 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 starting to have the awareness of that and conditioning it where going to a restaurant's not the bad guy, but it's not true that it's completely where I'm loved started changing a lot for me. And just noticing, oh, I'm feeling darkness because I'm in the house and not at a restaurant like and then then getting present for the darkness that little void that starts coming up that i don't know that's the access point to so much freedom that's where you you're under the illusion that you're not loved that you know or you're not needed i've been starting to talk recently about one thing that's unfolding right now in this time is a lot of people are understanding in a and this is a good thing this will sound really dark and terrible but it's phenomenal that They're not needed, Mm. right? In other words, like there's a, there's an egoic need to feel needed that usually happens because as children, we take our parents' baggage. And so then we hold space for them to free them from the baggage that we're carrying. And then we, you notice a lot of empaths saying things like they get into relationships with the neediest people because it hits a need to feel needed. So, you hear empaths a lot be like, yeah, he just sits at home and smokes weed and doesn't make any money or anything. Yeah, but that's filling your egoic need to be needed. Yeah. And then when finally you let go of them or whatever because it's too heavy, then you're just there with yourself and the need to be needed is exposed, but it's not being filled. So, you kind of refill it with another needy person or – you hang out with someone who's totally free and liberating you. And then the need to be needed will come up and leave. That's huge. That's happening right now. Like we're losing the need to be needed because you're just love it, you know, and that you is more profound and can create much more of an impact than the you that's needing to be needed. Does that make sense?
0: No, absolutely. Well, cause cause a lot of people have almost like, I guess we could call it a gatekeeper on that. Like they don't think they're love. They think they have to pass the gatekeeper to receive love right? Whereas it's totally backwards. So like, it's always separate from them. Um, yes. Like, you know, it's, it's, which is, which is a scary, a scary world to get into. Like we see that like here in the weight loss and and coaching world where someone will say, and I hate it every time it leaves someone's mouth that it's like, um, once I lose the 30 pounds, I'll be happy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That that's like me saying, I'll be happy when I get the watch or the, the bank account or the, or the Lamborghini or whatever, like, um, not that those things like, like you've talked about, not that those things are, are bad, but if we are using those where our, our happiness is attached to that, like they go, it goes with it. You know what I mean?
1: Well, and there's such an ironic twist because if you could actually understand the truth of that you are just this moment and find the happiness in the now, the accidental byproduct of that, which don't ever do it for this because then you're doing <laughs> it for this, but right. like the byproduct of that is you feel fulfilled now you would need less bad food you would you would actually find more joy in going on a hike than watching tv or whatever and and if you understood your whole now and started really practicing that and let you i also think there's something to letting yourself fully go through everything you need to go through to see that's not the answer meaning like all right if you need to go on a giant diet right now and that that it is the answer over there go for it because eventually you get tired of that and then if you if you need to you know go on this thing and that you think that's the answer there go for it because you get tired of that and the same person that says i'll be happy when i lose 30 pounds will still eventually be with themselves in the moment no matter what their body weighs and then they're going to find another way that they'll be happy which might be to start eating with people again and that's why people yo-yo diet because the happiness is over there and you're constantly creating some giant hurdle to get to the other side of and the the problem or the the problem or what is is this egoic construct that it's on the other side and and you will always have this thing to move towards until you finally get bored of this and keep getting the thing you thought you wanted and and going that's not the answer and that's why by the way also those diets are more and more not sustainable because now the consciousness is higher and higher where you're 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 saying it's over here so you start it but you have some kind of knowing that it's not over here so you start to break it on the way right and this is this is amazing because like you start to realize What's falling apart is all of our control freak illusion that the happiness is on the other side of it. And, and, um, that you're in this crazy giant, I don't know, but that's the opening to gold. If you could fall in love with, I don't know, you start to realize only the me that did everything to get love as a child or or not get hit or abandoned as a child. He doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Right. But the now is, you don't need to know what to do. You are enough now, <clears throat> and let your body go through whatever yo yoing it needs to go through, or whatever, and make it always okay. And then eventually, those patterns won't do that as much anymore.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent. What's it's funny you mentioned that I I, I used to back when I uh, first found your content. Um, it's actually what I think really pulled me to to you and what you put out was um, was I was doing the same thing, but for ambition and achievement of like my business, right? Like to, for context, I've always been like like it's why I listen to guys like like Ed Milet like um, or like guys like Andy Frisella or reading Napoleon Hill, like all of the I, like the super successful stuff, right? Well, um, and I had it from my childhood with my dad. Um, I had it where, so let's say three, four years ago, I had it convinced I had this undying sense of unworthiness inside of me. Couldn't tell you, couldn't pinpoint why I felt like that. It's kind of, it's pretty irrelevant at this point. Um, But I just knew I had to earn the worthiness. And then, I'm like, "Oh, so maybe if I go be really successful in business, then I will feel worthy like putting it like in exchange for that. Like I'll I'll be happy when I lose the weight. I'll be happy when I'm a millionaire." So I'm just like, "Let's get after it." Um and then the more I would achieve the things that I wanted, I'm like, "Oh, it's not enough. It must be a higher it must be a higher number. I got to make more money or I got to go achieve more. I got to build a bigger team. I got to And then it's like and it was just like that. The more I got the thing I thought I wanted, um, the more I was enslaved by it. And, uh, cause I, that's when I had, that's, that's when I originally found like the illusion of money and, and, and things like that. Um, and it's been, that, that's why it was so profound is cause I'm like, oh shit, this is bad. But then I had survival in here. Right. Cause it's like, oh, well I achieved this, the safety of my family, financial stability was, oh, me being unworthy. So then I unpacked all of that. Um, cause I did, I did the same thing, but it was under the umbrella of achievement though.
1: Right. Good job, brother. Like that's way to I mean, I can feel your depth and 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 it's hard because you know, with all the achievement stuff, you you easily have a comparison to a lot of the world and you can tell yourself you're doing really well. Like, you know, so then you almost feel guilty about wanting to go deeper because it's like, well, I did kick ass and make that money. So it's almost like picture all of us are living in cages and then the achievers of the world are like making their cage gold and making it beautiful. <laughs> right. Like, you know, and they're, they're still in the cage, but it's like, sure. You almost like, why? There's like a deep rooted why am I not fulfilled? But then you can't let go of the thing. You know, the, a lot of people think like coming from a world of lack is hard and it totally is. I think it's also very, this sounds weird, but it's also hard to come from a world of abundance. That's why a lot of child stars end up suicidal and stuff like that. Because, you know, you're you're wanting to know the truth of what you are and expand. But how do you let go if you can just get another movie and, or, or you know, like just get a bunch of love to stay in the small thing? And, you know, there's people that are just like, when I get more money and then the sad thing is they get it. So they go, when I get more money and then I, okay, now the cage has $10 billion in it and, oh, I can make it a hundred billion. That's great. You know how to vision board and come up with the answer, but at the same time, you, you, you're, you're feeling even less fulfilled. And that's why, you know, many people that are really depressed and suicidal are also upper middle class or people that made a lot of money. There's people that get like 500 million and it drops to 50 million. And those are some of the most suicidal people because they now think their worth is only that. And so this is why we need to leave the idea that it's based on anything that you can't take with you when you die. It's not based on money because you can't take money with you when you die. It's not based on your relationship because you can't take that attachment-based relationship with you when you die. And and I've decided in my body, I'm here to know what I am no matter what. I am on this planet with the purpose of knowing what I am. And I will let go of what doesn't align with me to learn what I am. And I'm, I'm finding a deeper and deeper, real expanse of fulfillment that's way outside of universal studios and it's way outside of sure of the things and i and i will give up my attachment to certain people i'll give up my need to be seen i'll give up my fame or whatever for that like if it wants to still go that way that's fine and i find the more that i give stuff up i sure don't do it for this cuz i'm losing attachment to it but the higher the results get right? It's like, the more you truly follow you, the more I'll accidentally just give you stuff, but it's because you're not attached to those things happening.
0: Yeah. Now, do you, do you find for a a lot of people, like when you say that, like there's a lot of resistance, cause it almost feels ass backwards. It's like, wait, I'm, I, if I quit going after the thing, then I won't get it. Like for me personally, this was one of the biggest things I had that I had trouble wrapping my head around is the more I uh, am grateful for what I have now. Like I, I found this. So, um, Around the same time, like I started absorbing your content, I got in therapy as well. And one thing that came out in therapy, my therapist asked me, she goes, why do you think you're so scared to feel worthy? And I, and I, and I, and I said, uh, and I, th- I said, and I, I'm pretty sure, uh, when I said, when she asked me that it was, um, it was, I'm afraid I'm going to stop wanting the thing. And that's going to lead me back to being broke or lead me back to my dad, not being so structured when I was a little, right. It can, it goes back to, it goes back to that. And I almost viewed it as like this dog I wanted to pet, but the, the analogy I had is I, I felt like there was this dog I wanted to pet, but I was afraid it would bite me, but I really wanted to pet this dog. Whereas I want to let go of the attachment, but I'm afraid like, will I quit wanting it. And I, then I, I remember I saw a video of yours on YouTube where, um, and for those listening, you go check out Kyle's YouTube. It's ridiculous. Um, but it's, it's, um, it was the, it was the, the thought like logically that doesn't even make sense. It's like if you have a bite of steak, you want more steak, right? Like the idea of uh, of um when we let go of hating where we're at right now, we're so much more open and expansive to the now, to what the universe can bring us to all of that, right?
1: Yeah, and we'll, well what I'd say I've developed a lot in the last 2 years through a ton of one-on-ones. I probably did between 1500 and 2000 one-on-ones in the last 2 years. Really just enjoyed, you know, COVID and that that time putting me in a position of just like being home and doing things online for a while and not touring, um, one of the things that I I noticed is that as your therapist said to you, which is great, why are you scared of being worthy? What I have people do is fall in love with feeling not worthy. So I have actually people say, you're allowed to feel unworthy in my body. What are you saying when you say that? You're saying I'm the now into the pattern that feels unworthy. Instead of us fixing it with worthiness, which still buries the fear of unworthy, I'm going to be with you and we're going to embrace unworthiness. So, I most of what I have done a lot in the last couple of years has been having people say, you're allowed to fail in my body. It's almost like it's never heard that, right? You're allowed to feel shame in my body, right? So, because the the patterns, it's unconscious to them that failing or feeling unworthy equals death. So, all of the things they're doing need to make happen, need to make the business happen, need to get in the relationship, need to fix this, I I can feel the energy is not sustainable. It's all out of don't feel unworthy. But what if, and so then if you build a giant business out of feeling unworthy, and then you heal unworthy, you have to either keep the unworthy thing there to keep it going. Right. And if you heal it, the business will fall. Like, in other words, if someone in high school was bullied by someone who said, you're not going to be anything, and then they built a giant business to show the bullies, well, what happens if eventually they heal and alchemize them that... You get what I'm saying? That yeah,
0: hundred th- percent.
1: Then now your business is based on I'll show them, but you don't give a shit anymore. Right. So, but meanwhile, there's a love version of you that that can love the patterns of unworthiness. Then you're becoming the now a pattern actually for a, a you that's here for the pattern. So the pattern feels seen because the pattern you th- our unconscious belief is a pattern can be seen when someone else sees it. Right. So that's why we're screaming for freedom of speech, which is great. I'm a fan of freedom of speech. I'm a bigger fan of freedom to hear. Mm, So that's
0: so good.
1: Right? That's like, so good. <laughs> yeah, because the pattern wants to be heard, but it only wants to be heard by you. But our unconscious dumb assumption is it's heard when other people hear it. Mm. So that's why we're now at just a bunch of egos screaming our point across because we feel unseen because we believe it's when someone across from us hears it. So we're just crazy now. We're just a bunch of egos screaming shit. So we have freedom of speech in some ways. Some ways we don't. But like our pain is the false belief that. I can only free this pain inside when my opposition or my mom or my ex gets what I was saying. And if you start to listen deeper, that heals it.
0: Mm, that's so good.
1: And it's seen. And now you're just listening. So get to freedom of hearing. And accidentally, when you speak, it'll be what you're hearing. And it's profound. You know, I'm listening right now while I'm talking. This is much more listening than talking, right? I'm listening to the ethers as they're they're saying this. And I'm just saying what's coming up, Right. And then you'll start to realize, oh, you have unlimited content. You have an infinite, there's an infinite thing talking to you. If you stop talking from the small protective self, that's just scared to be unworthy. And it just wants to know that it's loved. And if it is, it has no resistance and it'll dissolve into oneness.
0: Sure. One of, the, one of the most profound things around that time for me was when you said, and this had never crossed my mind. And I, I really hope everyone listening to this really heeds this, that when you said, what if there's no such thing as unworthiness? What if it doesn't even exist? And and that that never crossed my mind. Because at the time when I was really struggling with that, I'm like, I'm only unworthiness. And so I was trying to earn worthiness was the idea. And, um, and then when you said, what if there's no such thing? And I was like, wait a second. Is my whole life a lie? <laughs> right. Because yeah. I feel like, especially like the, the community that listens, that's going to be listening to this episode. Um, I swear, half the reason they're wanting to achieve, let's say, the weight loss, the same reason I was wanting to build a big business is because I'll be, I'll be, I'll earn worthiness and earn love and happiness and being seen. But it's over here now.
1: Well, you know, the interesting sentences that you just said, there's several that you just said, but one is, is my whole life a lie? Now, here's where your power is. Yes. And that's fine.
0: That's so good,
1: (laughs) right? Like, oh, that's so good. We don't have to get mad about our past and we don't have to. Yes, it's fine. It was the best I knew from now. So a lot of times when people have breakthroughs, they go, why didn't I know that earlier? And they miss out on the breakthrough. Like the, every minute, a new portal is trying to open for you. And often as a way to avoid the portal that opened of new possibility and revelation, we go, why didn't I get that before? And then we we kick in guilt and look back at why we didn't know before. That's like a baby learning to walk and then going, why didn't I know how to walk yesterday? Well, you weren't supposed to. yet. Yeah. So <clears throat> the funny thing about also, here's how you can tell the, the, Illusion of unworthiness isn't a real thing. It's it's an illusion. Whenever I have a client say something like, I'm I'm worried that I won't be enough or that I'm unworthy. I love to go in there and ask that ego that says that a very specific question. Okay. To the ego that says, I'm not enough. How do you measure you are enough? Like what, what's the line that you are like? And it always has no answer. It needs to That's keep it. That's so good. Right, So for a person that says, I'm not enough, if I say to them, okay, how do you know you are when you hit a hundred grand, when your dad says, good job, what's the, what's your line? And they can never answer it. And the ego has to stay vague. So it cannot be seen, right? the ego, because if you go into the ego and go, okay, tell me what is enough. And you can not only do that with yourself, but you can do that with other people that are shaming you. If someone says you're never enough, and you just turn to them and go when is enough usually they'll run away because you're investigating <laughs> you know and when you start investigating ego you'll notice that there's nothing there and so so there's nothing tangible there ego needs to keep you from looking at it ego's job is to keep you from looking at it right so that's why it <clears throat> kicks in social media addiction or a, an outcome over here will make you something so that you don't look at it because when you look at it it'll die Right. And the analogy I use in that, I only do analogies via uh, California theme parks, apparently, because here comes a (laughs) Disneyland one. But I don't know if you've ever seen the Indiana Jones ride at Uh Disneyland. Okay. So the Indiana Jones ride, my voice is totally, you'll watch me just slowly get laryngitis throughout this call, apparently. But (laughs) at at Indiana Jones, there's this ride that you go on and and then you, you round a corner. And there's a, a a light on a mist spray, like the screen is based on mist. And then there's a bunch of rats running. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. And then the, the cart goes face first and the rats and you scream and then they dissolve because you went through. They dissolve because you went through them. Right. Uh-huh. Now, imagine if the cart stopped, you know, 20 feet before the rats and broke down. And imagine if it broke down for 40 years. And you're sitting there looking at the rats and convincing yourself that there's rats and talking to therapists about the rats and going to your friends about the rats and convincing yourself more and more every day that they are real rats and you've never investigated that they're a lie. Then someone like me shows up or you show up now in their life and you fix the card and the card just goes. And now they're screaming their ass off because they're going into what they think are legitimate rats. But then when they go through it, it just turns out to be mist. And the only lie was that you hadn't investigated it. And it's horrifying because you took the time to not investigate it and convince yourself that it's real. And so it's the same with the ego. Ego's bringing up stuff that you're not investigating. So it's calcifying as true. And when you meditate and you listen more, it turns into spray mist and turns out to be a lie.
0: That's huge. I love that so much. Um, I asked, it's interesting whenever I was in that time, I asked myself a very similar question because I was, I was at the point I was getting so pissed off and frustrated that like, Hey, the more money I wait, make, the, the more successful I become the worse I feel. So, um, so I like got out a pen and paper and and I didn't ask that ego question, but I said, cause the, the very data driven logical side of my brain said, okay, let's treat this like it was a courtroom because I can't feel worthy. I don't feel good enough that it doesn't matter what I do. Okay, what reasons do I have that validate me being an unworthy piece of shit? And I took pen to paper and I sat there for five minutes and couldn't find an actual valid reason. I'm trying, I'm like, why aren't I good enough? And I'm like, fuck. I I can't come up with anything. Right. And then I said, what would Kyle say? Cause I was deep, I was balls deep in the illusion of money at this time. And I go, what would Kyle say right now? What, 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 what would he say if I was like across the table from him? He would go, well, to be fair, what reasons do you have to be worthy? Like if we're going to look at this side of the fence, we have to logically look at this side. And I go, oh, and I could come up with a dozen reasons, hundreds of reasons under the sun. and And I had my first breakthrough right there. I was like, huh this is fascinating. I couldn't come up with any logical reasons for that. And then I'll do this. I'll have clients do the exact same exercise. They're like, I can't figure out why I'm, I, I'm, I'm not deserving of happiness. I go, why? Give me an actual concrete reason. That's not, I just don't feel like it. And they're like, Ugh. and they'll sit there and they're just like, I can't come up with any. I'm like, okay. But to be fair, what are reasons you are deserving of happiness? And they're like, I'm a good wife. I'm a good parent. I treat people well. I have good intention. And I'm like, huh? That's legit as fuck, <laughs> like and and then and the same kind of thing seems to happen. But I love the idea, like that you said, of of just confronting the ego and asking it, like, give me this answer, and it's just kind of broken at that point.
1: Yeah, it breaks. And and you know what's funny is what twenty nineteen Kyle and twenty twenty two Kyle would say are different too. When you said okay. what would Kyle say from the Illusion of Money author, it probably that's exactly right. What current Kyle would say is, why is unworthiness not allowed? Like like i want you to allow the illusion of unworthiness because then who are you you're the space you're just the space you're the now for the experience of unworthiness to be held and loved and and that and it can't work in it in being loved it, it literally the only thing that strengthens unworthiness or anything like that is your argument with it your need to get out of it and it's also conditional, right? Like with that woman, she said, like, that was that was great. And that's totally what I would have said. And I love it. And just to take it even farther, the woman who said, I'm worthy because I'm a good mom and I'm all these things. That's still a conditional thing, right?
0: Sure, 100%. And
1: and, and that's still great. And we can even get to, you know, there's a speaker I love named Bashar who says, you're worthy because you exist. And, and it's such an F you to God for us to also be like, I'm worthy because of that one time. Right. And that's such and, a good point. You know, that, that your existence is worthiness that you are so profound as is. And we, as humans created this idea of undoing the profoundness that you are and that it's only in that you make some money or are a good parent or whatever. Obviously those things are needed, but they don't make you any more worthy because you're 100% worthy now. Totally. And, and a lot of people hear this right now <clears throat> and they've trained themselves to have a lot of guilt or shame and, and, and hear me say that and probably come up with, well, he doesn't know my story. And I would offer them to know you are not moving yourself or people around you forward by holding that guilt mm-hmm. by whole, you know, like we all had to make decisions every second, And, and we're here to learn how to transcend the illusion of guilt, because the only way you even change behavior is through love, not guilting yourself into never doing it again. Right? Right. So guilt is actually something humans created, because they're just scared of how worthy they are. Mm, And you're so freaking, you know, you're so worthy that that would be death of the pattern you thought you were in your childhood. So you need guilt to stay in your small self. Like, If you actually associate nothing but love to staying in third grade from zero to 45 years old, and then then you're going to be scared to go into fourth grade. And so you need, yeah, but I don't deserve it and all this bullshit as a way to not expand into the infinite power that you are.
0: That's so good. That's so good. I'm curious, where did the, the shift happen for you? Like when you said like the illusion of money, Kyle would have said this and Kyle now would say this. Was there any uh, other than your own development and growth? Was there any major shift that happened in, in those few years?
1: Yeah. I mean, the last couple of years were so big for me. <clears throat> you know, at the beginning of 2020, I was I was about to, if I remember right, I was about to do big events and tour with Deepak and things were getting really like famous, successful and a lot of things happened in my life that made me have to go inward, including the COVID shit and that just stopping travel and feeling um, feeling the need to be seen for like my fame and all these different things. And a lot of changes happened and I was in a position to say to myself, I want to be merged with my soul no matter what the cost. And... I n- noticed many things happen in my life, but one one was COVID started a week later. And oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Talk and about I, timing. I, I, sometimes, I sometimes go, did I do this? Because like it's <laughs> feels so like. I I do have a part of me that believes the world's mirroring ourselves, right? Like that yeah. you actually have a world mirroring you. And I was definitely at a place where I was like, I want to know what I am. And and a lot of people in my life fell off. I know a lot of people during COVID just let, you know, we we ended up even letting go of, you should be with someone in your life because you're family members with them. Or, you know, a lot of people had arguments about the vaccine with family members or whatever, and then they lost touch with them, some of them for good. And you have to see that you're still enough without that. And one of the things for me was being forced to go within, do it all at home when I've been touring as a comedian and a speaker since I was 12 to 15 years old, starting and hitting the road and never having any connection to being at home and always being in a a suitcase and getting ready to go to the next thing. Well, I have a five-year-old daughter and COVID and the things in that time really started the switch from the most important thing being how successful and famous I am to how present I can be and how much more success there is in being present for my daughter and and being a good listener. And, you know, I've done really profound things. I've done events at the Dolby Theater. I've been a New York Times bestseller. I've done giant teen movies. I've done so many big things. And like, I just remember last Tuesday getting my daughter's lunch ready for her and getting her to school and, and, and it being such a combination of me being present and so proud that I do it with how hard it is, like, I have to tell you, like, it's so easy for me to walk onto a stage and shift the room. It's so hard for me to stay present when my daughter is not getting ready and, and how much like, I'm like, we're going to be late for school. And she wants to show me her new fairy wings and is taking her shoes off. And (laughs) it sounds so crazy, but like, it brings up so much to be both so present and feel darkness and I've had it a lot lately where I I drive her to school. And when I pull out of the school, I just start crying. And I notice this presence that I'm learning with myself versus the the energy that was going to be bigger and bigger and how many views can I get and all that shit. This presence that's being required of me now is so much more profound. And it's such deeper work for me than getting <clears throat> a book to sell hundreds of thousands of copies. Like, and and so that's what the universe is going. I want you to see how much more profound your presence in one house without getting bigger and bigger can be. And weirdly, as byproducts, videos are doing great and go yeah. viral on their own. <clears throat> but that's that's not where the ultimate me is at the moment. It goes, I want you to learn here versus high. So a huge shift for me is the shift from high vibration to here. Interesting. I think of high, you know, when we hear all the content of high vibration versus low vibration, you know, all the um, get in the vortex content that all serves a purpose and served a purpose at different times, I believe. But I also believe we see high vibration the way an addict would think I need to stop uh, losing at gambling. So so I'm going to learn how to win and I'm going to learn how to card count. And now look, I'm the best at gambling. But the real power is, can you leave Vegas? Wow. Can you be okay with yourself in the now and understand there's way more world than just Las Vegas? So, and and also our belief is when we're trying to get to a high vibration, that what we perceive as a low vibration is bad. And we need to understand that the low and the darkness is being forced to be seen. And, and imagine that <clears throat> up till 2019, we all lived in what we thought were one story houses. And now the universe is showing us, hey, there's a second floor. Did you know there was an attic under this house? And there's dead bodies and rats in it. And the bad news is there's all this gunk inside, our trauma, our darkness, our abandonment, our abuse that we went through, whatever. But the good news is you can see a bigger house now. You didn't have the lens to see that. So it needs us to be present for the darkness too and not just be in denial about it with positive thinking. and and. And understand that what we perceive as dark. I mean, the world right now, both of the main political sides, Democrat and Republican, think of themselves as high vibe and the other side is low.
0: Right. <laughs> you know,
1: and and that gives them energy to justify darkness towards the other side or hate towards the other side. And we're just trying to avoid our own darkness by hating the other side. And that creates justification. That's the shit that creates justification for Genocide, you know they're bad, right? That's the thinking that that side's bad and we're good, and we need to become present for all of it because the things that we think are dark in other people are just triggering the darkness in ourselves. We won't
0: look at. Sure, that's so good, man. I love that so much. That's that's such a huge shift. Huge shift.
1: Yeah, I was I was living up till twenty nineteen in, in higher vibration, higher vibration, and and it was in order to escape the darkness in me. And I didn't know that. And so, like, being here causes a lot more having to look at shit because I can't escape it at a bigger theater stage or on a, you know, giant talk show or something. Like, I have to think. It's not just, wow, I sold so many more books, so I'm enough. It goes, no, you heal the shit inside.
0: Yeah. That's so big. Well, one one last question. I know we're getting close on time. And I want to respect yours definitely. Um, one last question Al- along that. Along that. This is something. This is also that. It's a great little segue because I've wanted to ask you this for a long time. Where? How does someone balance? Like, because I, I I totally get not like using. Let's say what I used to do is running using ambition as a reason to suppress. Right where. How does someone balance – if I had to, I guess, formulate it, the balance of ambition and if I had to label – let's call it equanimity of of releasing outcomes, of being here in the now, not even worrying about the goal you just set, whereas – because it almost makes me like almost feel bad on setting a goal and an outcome because it's like does that mean I'm – because I'm kind of denying this moment or right now if I'm thinking about this. Is it only bad when it gets to extremes or what's your thought on – that balance.
1: Well, it's interesting because I would say more and more gently and not perfectly, what I'm doing is my ambition is to more know what I am than to chase something. But that still lingers, you know, than to get something or whatever. But like, I'm more and more wiring myself to go, man, what would happen on this planet into your life and in this world as a byproduct of you listening to your heart and your soul and what energies inside that wants to be seen Deeper and deeper and deeper. So the ambition is more like, how much longer can you go without you know checking your phone? How much how much can you listen to the now? Like this morning, I woke up in the middle of the night, like at two a.m. And you know we have a video that is bizarrely spontaneously really doing well. Like we put it (laughs) a couple weeks ago, and it's just keep it's it's doing this, but we we don't know why.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I and I woke up and wanted to look at its results, right? And instead I didn't, I, I left the phone be in the other part of the room and I just closed my eyes and I noticed who's the me that wants to see that. Who's the me that wants that result? And why does he think that result is good? And why does he think that result is better than what unworthiness is running him? And so I just stayed in the bed and listened for two hours, so much deep, deeper and that felt like it took me to a place that was more profound than if i just watched the video just keep soaring and and i noticed that like on the other side of those letting go is a is a, is a world that achieves more that that it achieves more than the ego can it achieves more than the ego's ambition it's got such better shit for you than what you were chasing so i still sometimes feel spontaneous and allow myself to chase something, many times I've chased something and really learned it's not as fulfilling as when I just listen deeper and it takes me to a miracle world. Yesterday on our Absolutely Everything Pass, our membership site, I did a talk yesterday that was my favorite talk I've ever done. And it was really because I was listening more than chasing. There was no result wanted from that call and it just spoke through me and answered how to end world domination it answered how your listening is going to heal the planet and i and i was teaching myself through that talk and later in the day i listened 10 times more and so the ambition in me at the moment is like can you have the courage to listen so much that the energy of egoic ambition is heard, understood, you see the root cause under it that feels unseen, and release it, and it starts to go, you'll be shocked at how much the world starts to mirror that, how much you're creating a world out of listening and liberation, more than a world out of control and egoic fixing. And boy, will you be rewarded much more abundantly. You'll be so much more rewarded from there. And you don't do it for that. You do it for really showing the universe that you trust it. And that you don't have conditions in your leap that you're not going, hey, I'm trusting you now, where's all my money that you're not going, (laughs) you know, sure. And that you're really learning to be okay with yourself and the world, no matter where it is. And the more you're okay with it, the more you see it. And the more you see it in the quantum field, the more it changes. So it's the act of you seeing something that changes something much more than the act of your egoic. I'm going to make it happen. The egoic, I'm going to make it happen, is a five-year-old you trying to run circumstances a certain way so you don't get hurt again. And that's a you that's not trusting God. And that's why you always struggle in that area, because you're not letting God do it. You're letting your small self do it. And the area you struggle in is the area that you egoically are trying to fix, like your money situation. You're always looking at the receipt and trying to budget and do all these things. That are like the universe is like, I got infinite money for you, and you don't even need to spend almost all of it because you'll be less addicted and you'll buy less alcohol or less, you know, escapes and less trips or whatever. You're gonna be here unless it's something that expands you. So to me, the ambition more and more is in the surrender and in the now. It's almost like think of how much more effective in weight loss fasting is. Than you going to the gym every day and putting some sure. mission together. Mm. Ironically, fasting is doing nothing, right? And more <laughs> <your happens> <laughs> than doing nothing, right? And the ego goes, "Now I want to achieve this," so it it eats and then does this, and that's also a great way to lose weight. I'm not knocking it, but I've I've noticed fasting works faster, you know, and it just goes straight to fat loss. So what are you doing then? It's nothing. You're just not doing anything. So something starts to do it through you. Same with your achievement. Same with your, the world, right? Same with everything.
0: That's so good. I needed to hear that so much, Kyle. That is so good. I've been wanting to ask you that, like for a minute. That's not the reason I had you on. I'm <laughs> like, just so no, I can ask I love you. That. <laughs> um, that's dude, so good.
1: I, dude, I'll, sh- I'll shine on you. You know, I believe very much is a great quote. You can't see the label from inside the bottle. So we often don't know how well we're, we're doing, the better we're doing. Does that make sense? In other words,
0: yeah, hundred percent.
1: The more you're connecting to source, the less you're comparer of how you used to be and how you are compared to other people, the, it, it dies more. So the more you're doing the most amazing work, often the more you can't see it. That's why some of the greatest artists are often criticizing themselves the most. Like, you know, the the Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys always doesn't think he's that great or Michael Jackson or whatever. You know, you're, you're doing, you're doing great work. So I want to shine on you that you are unbelievably aware. And I, I'm so blown away that the interview didn't continually be like, yeah, but then how do I get the thing? And you really are aligned. And I can tell you're, you're really, you've, you've really been blown open to this oneness place. And, and sometimes it really helps to have someone outside of you just shine on you, man, you're right on track. You're killing it. And and just know that. And there's going to be times where your circumstances won't feel like they show you that as you keep surrendering sometimes you lose people in your life or you lose some results or followers drop or whatever and so you trick yourself into thinking you're making a mistake and want to go the other way <clears throat> and I'll just be here and go dude you're right on track you're killing good job
0: thank you so much Kyle this has been uh, absolutely amazing i I appreciate your time more than you can imagine um be with you where can people find you? because um because I put like I, I put your like in bio and like what 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 all your your stuff is in the intro, like about like your journey and all that, but where can people find you the books the 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 absolute absolutely everything pass all of that?
1: yes. so <clears throat> the biggest thing we have that's just so profound and so exciting is our absolutely everything pass. The absolutely everything pass is our membership site. Not only does it have a ton of our past courses, These are courses that were on how to be an entrepreneur from a, from a conscious perspective, a ton of different courses on expanding over, over getting, you know, on money on, on connecting with source, just there's 139 hours of different courses on the absolute, (laughs) (laughs) right. And that's just in courses, right? Along with that, we have hot seats where I literally take people from the audience. I don't know anything about them, bring them on and coach them in front of the audience. And the audience watches it and gets so many shifts, right? Like it's so many lessons you didn't know you need to know. Along with a Sunday, every Sunday we do a oneness, exploring oneness call meditation where I do a talk. Every Wednesday I do a and a that everyone comes on to and I shift people right there. We also have a riff on Monday and Tuesday called "It's Totally Possible," and then we have another guy, Joey, does breath sessions on Thursday, along with so many other things. It's just this endless thing, and this year plus next year would easily be a thousand hours of content. And we've been offering it at seventy nine a month for the public, and for December we're going to say if you want to get it, it's two ninety nine for one year.
0: Wow. And it will pay
1: for itself over and that's literally $24 a month, which I actually realized if you did all the content is one fourth of one cent per hour of content.
0: <laughs> everything you watch that's would amazing. make
1: is that funny? It would everything you watch would make you your money back over and over and over. One of the biggest comments we get from people is I can't believe how much money I'm saving by getting it because they lose their addictive energy. Most importantly, You're constantly reminding yourself of the true essence of what you are. And you're going to need that in 2023 because in 2023, the false world, the universal studios that you live in is completely collapsing. And so we, we need to understand that we're letting it collapse because on the other side is your freedom. And so we're moving from a survival context to a thriving context. And, um, that's what the absolutely everything passes. It's the most cutting edge content based on my meditations, based on what's going on. You have the opportunity to show up and on the absolutely everything pass very easily do a one-on-one with me that usually is almost $3,000 privately. Now you can just have it on the absolutely everything pass and it's just life-changing. And, and so join us for that and put your money, not into just eating at restaurants and not into just, you know, whatever things, but something that tangibly will make the money back, change your vibration, change your health, change your relationships, and keep you in alignment when the whole world seems to be falling apart so that you know you're right on course and feel connected to the true you and end so much anxiety and suffering and watch how the world mirrors you. That's the power of the absolutely everything pass.
0: That's so big. That's the type C money you talk about in the illusion of money, like A, B, and yeah. C. That's where it changes, not just like the, the Robert Kiyosaki vibe of it's an investment, That's but it's it's changing who you are at a, at a core foundational level.
1: Yes, because, yes. So A money is I'm just buying a thing and get a thing in return. Usually the thing you get is actually lowering your value, like Pepsi or, you yeah. know, it has all these hidden changes too, like, you know, d- diabetes and dental work mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, right? So most people in our world, pay what is a money, which is I pay money for a thing. I see the tangible thing I get right away, but it's a vibration lowering thing. Right. So just having things, attachment to things, paying extra money for a car that basically gets you more significance so you can get laid versus you actually expanding yourself. That's a money. B money is when you invest your money and the money makes money. Right. So Robert Kiyosaki, buying assets, that kind of stuff. Right. That's B money. C money is when you invest in something and it actually changes you. Which, as a byproduct, would easily do what B money does, but you're also changing yourself too. So, for instance, a good C money would be you're overwhelmed, you buy a cabin uh, for a month and go sit in the woods. Your connection to source is going to give you million dollar ideas, but it's also going to probably heal a bunch of stuff. Right. Like, you know, heal out the wounds of the false you and take you to a higher frequency. That higher frequency is worth way more and is way more abundant, right? And so many people are about investing in a money, then they think the highest is B money. I'll put my money into the stock market. That's a, okay. But now you're investing in other people's fears, like, you know, like, right. Their emotions, <laughs> right. And so, yeah, it can go up, you know, and it can go down. Ow- owning a house can help you go up if you're getting rent, but man, what you are vibrationally, If you stay with it and you hold the space of abundance that you are, will take you to a frequency that is so much bigger and is worth so much more money. And who cares about the money? You're more connected to the all that isness. Money is just a fragment of your dream anyway. But when you start to understand that, it's much bigger. So the absolutely any everything pass, I work to make the most valuable and impactful, incredible sea money ever. And we have thousands of people on now, and they never leave because. Every time they watch a call and do a little action that matches the vibration, just one call is already paying for a year of this, but you're already guaranteed like 150 new hours of content next year, along with the backlog of the 800 or hours or whatever else of the other stuff. It's the craziest thing to not get when people used to go to our events for a few hundred dollars. Now, if you realize it's really down to a a third of a cent or a fourth (laughs) of a cent then you realize oh my god a whole 2 day event that's on Kyle's absolutely everything pass is like 4 cents now yeah. right you can watch an entire weekend event and there's like 10 different weekend events there probably more than that probably like 15 i don't know actually i don't even know that's how much <laughs> it, right but that's the power of the absolutely everything pass and i'm making it 299 to that just pays our our bare minimum but everyone on there 299 for a whole year Right. Everyone on there will expand into the much more abundance and much more frequency while your competition, which doesn't exist, but while the rest of the world is going into their collapse for their breakthrough and what they need, you're in a place where you're raising your vibration into the now vibration, healing deep core wounds. It, it's like the most important thing you can do, and it will pay for itself over and over and over and over.
0: That's amazing. I love it, Kyle. Thank you so much again for doing this. It's it means more than you can imagine. Um, and I, I can't wait to see what comes of this. So
1: Yeah, dude. I'm I'm honored to be with you. And after after we're done recording or whatever, we'll switch numbers and stuff because you're a you're a great guy. I'd love to work with you
0: more. I appreciate that. Awesome, brother. Well, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, brother. And we are back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. I know if you stuck around this this long, you got a lot out of this interview with Kyle. So a few things from here moving forward. Number one. Absolutely, reach out to Kyle. I'm telling you, give give them a follow. Um, reach out to them, message mes- message him saying what's up and that you heard him on the show uh, and how much it meant to you and what you got out of it. Um, if you thought of a friend while listening to this that you're like, man, I wish so and so would hear this, send it to them. We don't want to keep all this information bottled up here or in just in in your head. Send it to those people that you're thinking of right now, um, and absolutely get on Kyle's. Absolutely everything pass. I'm telling you, it will absolutely pay for itself. I cannot tell you how much success I've had in my life, in my business and in my relationships and my happiness ever since I got Kyle's book, but books alone, just that, just like listening to a little bit of his content. It's changed my entire life. Um, let alone all of the the material he has in the absolutely everything pass for that cheap. Like that is so fucking affordable. Um, He could charge so much more for it. And it, it, yeah, you should absolutely do that. Now, a few other pieces of housekeeping. If you are new around here, like uh, if you, if this is the first time listening to the show or you just started listening to my show um, a few things to go from, go from here. If you like kind of like my kind of content and you, you want to follow me with on some of my other platforms and kind of see a little bit more of like the, the, the good stuff in your day to day feed on like Instagram. TikTok, go follow me at Real Jared Hamilton. Those links are below. Um, if you're kind of getting into the world of weight loss and you're just not not quite sure where to get started, the, the best way to do it without going back into diet culture, how to integrate all this stuff. I actually have a free course. It's called the Fat Loss Checklist. Um, I'll leave that link in the description as well. That way you can go through go through this the right way, where you don't have to buy into old diet culture bullshit, where you're suppressing your emotions and doing unsustainable stuff and like denying who you are for weight loss. If you want to know how to do this the right way without all the bullshit, go through the fat loss checklist. It's huge. Now, if you like content like this, like the deeper stuff with like guests and deeper level trainings, I have two places for you to go to. Number one, go to my YouTube, youtube youtube.com forward slash Jared Hamilton links below as well. Um, this way, uh, I have all the episodes on on online there. So if you would actually want to see the interview with Kyle or any of my other guests, I have all of those interviews uploaded to my YouTube so you could watch the entire thing. It's pretty great. But then I also have a community called Fat Loss Simplified. I'll leave a link down below as well for that. Whereas if you need a home base where you need help doing this the right way, you need help um, getting a community around you that's going to help propel you forward and to get around the right kind of people who get it. Um, cause it's, it's really easy going through this journey to feel alone, right? Most of your friends and family don't understand this or they're still indoctrinated into diet culture bullshit. And you don't have like a home base where you can go to, to get loved on, to get supported, to be held accountable and to get the information that you need. And I have that for you. It's, it's totally free. It's, it's in a Facebook community. So you're already on Facebook, but let's actually get some good stuff in your newsfeed. So, um, it's called fat loss simplified. It will change your life. It's the best community on the internet. I lead it Um, and we do trainings like this all the time on how to handle and move yourself in the right direction. And then lastly, if you, you are listening to this and you're like, okay, I think I need a little bit more help. I I think I'm ready to invest in myself. I need a little bit more individualized help because you're coming from the podcast. You have a very special place in my heart. I think it takes a very special kind of person to sit and listen to all like the the longer, deeper form content that I have just like this. So I don't take that lightly and I always like to reward action takers. So if you're listening to this and you've been around and you're like, you know what? I really think it's time to invest in myself and have that external accountability so I can have uh, everything else I could ever want because that's the thing is this is not just a game of information, it's a game of implementation. And so many people don't have the internal foundation because they don't have external accountability. So if you need that external accountability, um, I have a special offer for you because you're coming from the podcast. I'm basically gonna give you about $4,000 worth of of stuff for free just because you're coming from the podcast. Because when it comes to coaching in our one-on-one stuff, we don't accept just everybody with a credit card. You do have to apply to work with us because not everyone gets accepted. This has to be like an absolutely really good fit. We have to make sure we can help you and we have to make sure that you understanding of how our process goes So your expectations are on point So if that's you and, and and you would really like to see kind of what that looks like and apply for coaching I will leave a link below so you can schedule a call with my team so we can make sure this is a good fit But because you're coming from the podcast. I do have that special offer for you um, But otherwise, I really really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for tuning in Be sure to subscribe if you're not definitely go check out kyle and if you guys are watching Thank you again for doing the interview. I love you. I will talk to you guys next time